I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The number one gamer podcast talking about games. <laughs> is uh, is Fortnite memes too old now? I think so. I think, so. I think we've passed that point. I, it's, I, it's, it's right along the Esketit line at this point. I agree. Being just old enough. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about the elephant in the room in a bit. About how it's been two months since the last episode. But first, I needed to ask Aiden, have you heard mm-hmm. that they did surgery <laughs> on a great? <laughs> I love this meme, and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> I, it's it's really a it's really a dichotomy in in the meme space currently. It's a, it really expresses the duality of man on that one sheet. It, it does. Because <laughs> really on the does. one hand, like it's it's an eight year old image. It's, I've seen it before. Oh, it wasn't a meme for a long time. It was just a photo. Then, oh. on Twitter, maybe like a week ago, there were these people taking photos of it where they could just fit. They did surgery on a grape like 18 times in one photo. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing it become a meme, and I'm like, that's that's a rags-to-riches story right there. You gotta respect <laughs> that. I, um, it, it's very funny because I sent that, I sent that phrase to, to our friend Jay. And he was, and, and I did it like five times within forty eight hours, and he finally snapped. <laughs> finally, Thanos snapped. He was like, "That's not fucking funny." And I was like, "Well, you see, Jay, if you repeat things, it becomes funnier." And so I posted that on Twitter, and I was like, "It's true, you know, you got to understand meme culture." And then I think I said it one more time to Jay, and he was like, "They really did." <laughs> They did. They and then did. he sent the next meme. He said the next time that, he, that it was said within our DMs. And I thought that was pretty great. Um, but and then I, he tweeted about it, too. He tweeted about it. But then I saw something from uh, one of the YouTube memers named A Panda. And he was like, this guy was like, the this, this meme isn't funny because repetition does not equal funny. And everybody just got pissed off at him. <laughs> He was like, I've told I mean, you, like, you know. how, how many memes are just, like, repeating the same shit over... Thanos car. We had a whole fucking debate about Thanos car and how it wasn't funny. And all you yeah. do is just repeat Thanos car. Yet people will laugh their ass off the mm-hmm. entire time. So I, I put it kind of in that cat- category. It's not like a... It's not a thinking person's meme. It's not like a really advanced <laughs> level meme. But uh, it, it's still funny. I, I get to chuckle out of it every once in a yeah. while. Impatient was also fucking adding Jay about it too. It was great. Even Marjack was (laughs) was like, yeah, they really did. And that surprised me. They actually did. I was like, (laughs) I thought Marjack would be above this uh, delinquency, but he wasn't. So that made me happy that I can believe in our friends. There's a meme review out on it now too. There is. I did a meme review. So everything's everything's coming up roses for the great meme. And I'm sure by the time you're listening to this episode, a year after the fact, you'll be like, really? There was a meme about (laughs) surgery on a grape? And yes, that that sums up 2018 pretty well, actually. Yes, there is. Um, (laughs) Okay. So Mm -hmm. this is a YouTube podcast. Memes are a very big part of YouTube. But you know what's even a bigger part of YouTube? What you got? Our life story. (laughs) (laughs) this podcast has gone downhill (laughs) so this uh this episode 
mm-hmm. of another YouTube podcast is going to basically get everybody up to date about what we've been doing on YouTube since that is a segment that we like here on the podcast. Um, one might even call it your week on YouTube. One <laughs> might call it your week on YouTube trademark. Yeah. Just yeah. hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking, of course. But um, since it's been such a long time and, you know, we haven't had an episode out and we really want to get back into everything, uh, this was kind of the best the return episode, I guess, for us to sure. do. I also wanted to talk a little bit, too, about all the, the recent changes and platform stuff we've been seeing from uh, places like Twitch, Restream, YouTube even. A lot of changes going down. Um, since the last there time are. we talked, and I want to, I want to mention a few of them when we get into it. But uh, yeah, that that's basically the episode today. Yeah, I did want to bring out, I, I did want to bring up some YouTube news right quick and see what your opinions are on it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Hit it's me. a little, it's a little old, but it's still currently happening. Um, a lot of people may know, but the most subscribed channel on YouTube has been for the last three years. Uh, Mr. PewDiePie himself. Is it five years now? Yo, yeah, it might be five like 2012. Years. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So been he's been, he's been the most subscribed channel on YouTube for a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been talking for the last couple of months that this other channel called T series, which is an Indian music channel, basically right. is going to surpass him. And they've been talking about it and it hasn't quite happened yet, but it is inevitable. I think it is inevitable. Um, the fight has been strong and many <laughs> battles have been won by Mr. PewDiePie, but the war, unfortunately, is not going to end in his favor. I'm curious what your thoughts are about Okay. That. So, on the one hand, the, uh, the PewDiePie meme shenanigans that have come from this is pretty amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely been a, a resurgence in his channel because of all this, and there's definitely been a lot more coverage in popularity on his end because of all this and for that like that's really cool the meme stuff uh the bitch lasagna all that all that good stuff <laughs> yes love it love it to death uh mr beast doing what he did in the truck and like ads and stuff so people good. people went with this it really took it mild so I'm, I'm proud of all that on the other hand we do have to address the more serious side of it and kind of what this moment represents in youtube as a whole for the longest time, YouTube has been um, kind of leaning more and more toward a, a video platform, mainly for people like Jimmy Kim- Kimmel and corporations to post videos and get, get a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, you know, back in the day, it just used to be about, like, broadcast yourself. That was the old, like, logo. If you were an old YouTuber back in 2006, you wanted to share your videos and broadcast yourself to the world. And more and more, it seems like it's been more of a, a corporation world, more of a, like late night funny moments from Jimmy Kimmel and uh, T-Series even is a company, right? It is run by right. a bunch of people. Channels like BuzzFeed, Vivo, right? Like big, big corporations are now a big part of the most subscribed um, chunk of channels on YouTube. And once this T-Series thing does come to fruition, to me that kind of like spells a little bit of an end of an era, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit of the end of a moment where like independent creators were on top now it seems to be more of like it's more of a corporation world out there and that's kind of sad you know that's kind of sad that we've come to that point is it really going to change anything as a whole or independent creators going to be doom and gloom not necessarily it's just what this whole transition represents to a lot of people is what i think um 
makes people kind of depressed and even a bit mad about the whole situation. Yeah. No, I, um, I completely agree. It's, it's definitely the end of an era and that is what, what's kind of upsetting about it is because I mean, it's been so much about independent creators since the beginning of YouTube. Um, and the more, and, and it's, it was kind of inevitable, right? Like the more right. people are able to create better videos at a lower budget, um, the more independent creators are going to get out there. And then eventually like companies are going to be like, Oh wait, we can do that, but we can kind of make it look more polished. Maybe not better. I don't, I don't necessarily think that companies have made better content than independent creators, um, as a whole, but I think that they've been able to, they've been able to manufacture that content a lot easier because they have the money, they have the resources that a lot of independent creators don't have when they get started. They have the reach, they have the name recognition, the advertising budget. Like you can't compete with that, right? Me and you cannot compete with, with the Jimmy Fallon or (laughs) whoever. It's impossible. Yeah. And it, it, it's so obvious with the way that the YouTube algorithm is, where it does favor quality. I mean, it does favor quantity um, over over quality in many regards. Um, even more so, we've talked about in the podcast, it favors, you know, consistency. And when you're a multi-million dollar company that can put out 25 videos a day, a la watchmojo.com, it doesn't matter how bad your content is, as long as you're able to keep up with that consistency, somebody's going to watch it. Right. Right. That's the thing. You got to keep in mind. So some people are discouraged by this, um, especially smaller creators. Right. And I, I, I want to encourage people that even if a company can get, you know, 70 million subscribers almost seemingly overnight and, it didn't happen completely overnight. There's a reason behind why T-Series is as big as it is right now. And that's mainly because it's they're hosted in India. India just got access to a lot of internet, so a lot more people are using the internet in India. Um, There's definitely a bot scandal going on, too. There supposedly. is. There is. And I, I don't know whether that's entirely true or not, but I think it... Me neither. ...does... I think it... At the end of the day, like it makes sense why that channel has so many subscribers and it makes sense why that channel will surpass PewDiePie by a gigantic number at the end of the day. Right. Um, right. That, that channel will just continue to grow. It's not stopping anytime soon. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, and even more so when more company or when more countries, um, accept YouTube into their, you know, into their, um, their infrastructure, like China, um, China currently has YouTube blocked. Nobody can access China, uh, YouTube in China. So when China eventually allows, you know, their users, their, their citizens to use YouTube, like China's going to blow India's channels over, uh, out of the water because they have the most right. populated country on earth. We, we often think that like the internet is like, everybody has it and we're all interconnected through it and it just shows like all of the world and all these different angles and that sort of stuff and we got to keep in mind like the internet we know today is not really like totally accurate to the world in which we live in uh, just oh, no, based sure. on the fact that n- not everybody has access to it right third world countries bigger countries like china people without internet access like 
the internet that we have now is a small percentage of what it's eventually gonna be. And that's crazy to some people because the internet's like, what, already 20 years old, but we're still not even there yet. We're still not even at its maximum accessibility yet, right? Uh, even with all these advancements in technology and social media, we're still not fully a whole like internet world 100% of the time. Exactly. So that's only going to continue to get bigger and bigger. It's crazy to think of, but um, I do want to encourage small creators specifically um, because they, you know, a lot of small creators are discouraged by this to uh, to run their own race. Like, run your own race. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about who's getting millions of subscribers with minimum effort. Um, you could, you're, you're probably not going to get to that size, but that doesn't matter because you can still be successful. You can still make an impact. You can still make a living doing this if you focus on, you know, your content bringing value to other people, all the stuff that we've talked about on the podcast in the past. There's definitely a difference between I want to be the number one YouTuber in the world versus I want to be successful at YouTube. Mm. One's definitely a lot more achievable. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And and no matter which goal you get, you'd probably be happy with either or, right? Like realistically. So we don't all need to be the number one YouTuber in the world. If, if you use that as, like, fuel and competition and to make your videos better, that's one thing. But, like, you know, if you let it get to you, it could really ruin something good that you have going on. So don't worry about it as much. Not everybody's going to be number one. But if you keep working at it, who knows? You might end up being successful at it, and that's a far more realistic, achievable, and I would argue fun goal to reach rather than trying to be number one. Exactly. And you got to you gotta remember that people like PewDiePie – who is the most subscribed channel currently did not be successful on YouTube because he had a goal of being the most subscribed channel on YouTube. That was not his goal. His, his right. goal was wasn't his to make videos because he liked doing it and he just happened to be successful at it. Right. So I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. Good stuff. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because it is topical and at least somewhat topical. Right. And, um, I think that could help a lot of people. Speaking of topical, I'll just throw this in for the YouTube news thing, Mm -hmm. because this is dealing a lot with YouTube. A little system we like to call over here, Premieres, has just uh, reached over. Oh, yeah. That's right. Into the YouTube landscape. That didn't exist last time we were on this podcast, and and now it's here. We did, however, in a previous episode, talk about Twitch premieres and how kind of weird of a concept it was for Twitch in particular to premiere stuff, uh, videos on even, and not like live streams. Yeah. Um, But now YouTube looked at that and was like, oh, hey, that fit our platform a lot better. Yank. (laughs) (laughs) And now there's premieres on YouTube. Um, To anybody who doesn't know what it is, essentially... When you upload a video, you have the option to make it public, private, unlisted, all that sort of stuff. Now there's an option to premiere it. And basically what happens is if you select premiere, um, your video essentially acts like a live stream with like a chat and everything. And it essentially just plays your video for the first time. And people can come into the chat and watch it with you and uh, make comments the whole way through. So it's it's really cool to actually do it. It's kind of a mix of a, a standard video upload with like the live stream chat. It's kind of a weird mix of stuff, but it, it's really cool. It is. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Cause I'm curious before okay. I say my thoughts on it. So at first I was kind of like, eh, I mean, 
mean, it fits on YouTube, but it's not exactly like a revolutionary feature. Like I didn't praise it a whole lot. However, um, I mentioned on previous episodes that I was trying to finish all the monthly battle league videos and series and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was still several episodes behind and I got the idea when I uploaded one of them, I think patience episode where I faced off against patient. I thought to myself, if I were to just upload this publicly, it probably wouldn't get that many views because everybody has seen the battle before, you know, it should have come out months ago. It's not exactly relevant or a hot video or anything (laughs) like that. Fair. And it's relatively short too. So I figured why not go ahead and premiere it? And so I did. I tested it out. I got everybody in the Discord to come up and, and show up. And it did a lot better than it would have uh, through just a, a public, regular upload. Um, here, here are the things that I see with premieres that are really cool and are sort of benefits. Um, number one, because, it's, because you have a chat there the whole time, I, I imagine for watch time it's going to be a lot better than just simply uploading a video. Right, because you can't count on people to sit there and watch your entire video, especially if it's twenty minutes. However, it's a lot easier if they're in the chat with you. That's <laughs> right, talking about it the whole time. And it's not like a live stream necessarily where it's going on for three or four hours. It's only twenty minutes. You can guarantee a lot more people are gonna stay there for twenty minutes, especially if you're there in the chat talking the whole way through, um, sort of making it a live performance and that sort of stuff. So watch time is good. Um for specific videos as well, I think it's a good idea. Obviously, if you're like uploading hour-long stream highlights, maybe maybe don't premiere that. Um, but for shorter videos, for videos that you're really proud of, uh, for videos that maybe wouldn't have done as well on a certain public upload, especially if you have that community of people, uh, I think this could be really huge for, for views and watch time. And, and that's the last really benefit I wanted to talk about here, too. It's also a great community builder, right? Um Live streams, like we've mentioned before, are a great way to build sort of an audience and grow. Premieres do the same thing, too. You know, if you premiere a video live and you have a couple of viewers that show up that are always, almost always in your comments and you never really communicate with them, here's a good opportunity to do so, right? Here's a good opportunity to build a relationship with some of these people you see in your comments, especially if you don't have a Discord group or a Facebook group at all. This is a great community building tool as well, so... Yeah, I, I went from not caring about premieres to actually like really enjoying the feature. Will I use it all the time? Probably not. Um, but it's still really cool, honestly. And it doesn't impact anything else, thankfully. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of it. But what about you? Um, <laughs> well, unfortunately... Um, okay, so first off, my initial thoughts were, this is a really cool idea. I like the concept. Um, and I was excited to start using it. Uh, I did use it for one video. And... Um, it didn't particularly help or hinder that. It was just me and Jay in the chat just talking it up because it was like really late at night. But uh, unfortunately, I've talked to some to some bigger creators and I've seen like some some background information about it. And while it is, while it looks like it's it's going to be good, it does need some tweaking in the like analytics side of things because a lot of people are finding, uh, especially for for bigger creators that after you premiere a video, um, the reach that that video has afterwards just kind of dies. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's, it's crazy. Cause like most videos you, you put it out there, it gets a certain amount of views within the first hour, within the first 24 hours, within the first 48 hours. 
and then YouTube uses that data to like start sharing your video more within within certain groups of people depending on who watched your video and how well it did and all that kind of stuff and then it'll and then it'll redo that after about a week and it'll redo that again after about 28 days um it's why all that kind of like analytic like all those like time stamps basically are shown in your analytics like you can look through all the views and the watch time within those kind of durations if i if i'm if i'm making any sense i get um with the way Premiere seems to be working is that it it does a good thing. It gets a lot more people in there during the first hour of the views because that is like basically what bigger creators or medium-sized creators, their goal should be after they're starting to get a certain amount of viewers and a certain amount of watch time and all that kind of stuff. Their next goal should be to get more people to watch within the first hour of the upload. That's why... That's why uh, you're recommended to find a time throughout the day that's consistent every single day, like a TV, sorry, like a TV show would be, because the the more consistent your videos are, the more your audience is going to be in tune with that upload schedule, and they're able to watch it, you know, immediately when it comes out. Therefore, like buffing your video in the analytics, whatever. Um, the way that Premiere seems to be doing is it's doing that. But then after that premiere is over, it just like stops sending your video out to more people. Mm. And that's a bit messed up. Yeah. We don't know why. Um, we, we have no idea why, but that is currently, that's currently the meta right now with premieres. Now, I think you made some really good points though. If you're, um, number one, if you live stream on YouTube, this will be great for you. Because right. if you live stream on YouTube and you're used to a certain amount of live stream, or a certain amount of people watching you, then you put out a video and that video doesn't do too well, then you're going to be able to get more people to watch that video because it's still technically live. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even argue too that if you can't live stream, but you want to sort of get into that field, that this is sort of a great like little test ground to... Uh build up to that. Obviously you're not on camera, but you are using a lot of those same skills of constantly communicating with the chat while you're doing something else. That's true. AKA watching this video. Uh, it can be a great build up to people who might not necessarily have the internet yet for streaming, but want to get into it. Agreed. 100% agree. Um, the, the second thing that's really cool about this is it does kind of bring in your community more. Um, it helps you kind of create a community a little bit more, especially if you're smaller. The, the downside to that is you don't want to make every single video a premiere because that's just going to annoy your audience. You're right. Um, one of the things we didn't mention is that the way premieres work is you upload a video, let's say at 12 o'clock. Um, when, when you hit the premiere button, that video starts at 12 p.m. for anybody that's watching that video. But if you come in at 12.15 and it's a 30-minute video you don't get to start at the very beginning of the video like you would if it was a regular upload. You have to wait hmm. another 15 minutes for that video to end and then restart it. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's very much like live stream type thing. You just can't, you can't rewind any of that. And I think that's because they want to keep people like in the chat during the live moment or whatever. Um, but that does mean like 
if you're subscribed to 20 channels and 15 of them like put out a premiere today, then if you're not able to watch it live, you have to wait until, until those are put out, you know, right. In full public. Right. I, I definitely think even though that I did give a lot of positive praise toward it, it's not something I think you can do every day Agreed. or even like specifically build a channel off of premieres. Like, I don't think that's a thing. Uh-uh. I don't um, think so either. Probably algorithmically wouldn't work. What it is though, is it's a great supplement, right? It's a, it's a tool in the tool belt. It's not necessarily the, the end all be all way to put your videos up. But like I said, in certain case scenarios, depending on the type of video, uh, depending on the time of day, because that's the other thing. You have to plan this out like the day of. You can't just do it uh, late at night. You got to kind of be ready for that. Right. Make sure you kind of block out that time. And if you're in college, that can be a pain. <laughs> um, but for the certain case scenarios that it does work, like that MBL video, like other shorter videos that I know would not have gotten an audience otherwise, it, it's extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I think having like a special video would work for that. I, I think Q and A's would do really well for this. Um, maybe videos, videos that underperform on your channel. I think, right. Like, like you said with the MBL video, you didn't think it would perform that well, but by having the premiere, it performed a lot better. I think if you can have, if you have a series that you've done in the past that hasn't performed as well as your other content and you want to put it out there, then maybe that could be worth, putting out there as a premiere because you're not expecting the, the 50 views that it would get if it was, uh, if it was one of your regular content videos, this way you're able to get, you know, that same amount of views on something that you're not, that doesn't usually get that kind of views. It, it, it's like you said, it's a tool, it's a tool in the tool belt. I don't think it's an all, you know, I don't think it's something you should use often. Right. For the, for those certain case scenarios, I think it's cool. And I think it's better than Twitch's version of it. It just fits YouTube a lot better. Yeah. Um, personally. But I agree. Hey, it's pretty cool. When I tried it out, I liked it. That was, it was pretty, you get it. Um, but that was the main YouTube feature that happened in between this as far as news is concerned. So I figured I'd bring it up. There was that. And then there's the, uh, the community tab. Have you seen okay, that? Okay, I've not fumbled with this at all. Okay. You'll have to tell me about so, this. So, not everybody has the community tab yet. Um, it was originally for people with, I believe, a million subscribers and less. And then they, they pushed it down to 100K. They pushed it down to 10K. And now they're just rolling it out to everybody, but it's not all at once. Um, which, again, it's one of those tools... That, have you seen anything in the community tab at all? I'm not sure what it is exactly. Okay. So, it's like you're able to make posts on YouTube. So, have you seen any kind of posts on your on your subscriber feed at all? Maybe you haven't. Yeah. On the mobile one, I have. Okay. I've seen several. It didn't show up as much on desktop, I noticed. But right. I've definitely seen posts on the app. So, that's the community tab. Um, it allows you to make oh, posts... Okay two people, you know, that are subscribed to you. Um, so it's like a, I guess like a Twitter or a Facebook like function within YouTube. Um, like I said, it's being rolled out to everybody at some point. 
I think it's a good tool to have, but I am weary that a lot of smaller creators, especially smaller creators who are kind of impatient and not quite ready to, you know, not necessarily making good videos yet, um, are going to use this and spam a lot of people. And it's just going to end up being a tool that gets annoying rather than. Right. I could almost see this as sort of the self promo discord feature, yep. like probably YouTube. <laughs> For everybody just posts their shitty videos and links and doesn't use it for what it's from what's what it sounds like it's supposed to be used for is for like updates and yeah key information that you don't want to put in a video that you could just like get out to everybody quickly yeah which i again i really like the concept i really i think i really think it's a great concept just like premieres but i'm worried that both are going to get abused within time um and that just becomes unfortunate for everybody well at least with like premieres you can largely avoid them if you don't want to be there right that's true even with premieres you can kind of lurk like you would in a, in a live stream updates like that on the other hand like if everybody's going to be able to see them at some point and they're going to get big there better be like some setting in youtube where you can like kind of like a bell like the notification bell yeah you know, where you can just kind of be like um i don't need to see every <laughs> post from this channel Thankfully. Yeah, and I think that should be a warning to uh, to anybody, not just smaller creators, but big creators too. Once you get these features, if you have these features and you're using them on a regular basis, like be weary that if you use them too much and if you don't use them in a responsible manner, like people might unsubscribe to you. Because <laughs> I think we really, you know. really, 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 at some point in this podcast, need to do an episode about like feed control. Basically, and I don't know if that's the best word to describe it, but essentially we need to do an episode about like YouTubers respecting viewers and their feed. Yeah. You know, and and all the facets that go with that kind of like don't upload three videos in a day. Don't spam people with posts. Don't spam people with live streams or premieres. Like there's so many, many, many uh, smaller creators and even bigger ones that just don't respect people's feeds and just flood it with unnecessary stuff or uh, don't get their videos out when they need to, right? Like nobody really thinks about it from the viewer perspective as often. And if more people did, that could definitely help your channel not feel like clutter because that's what ends up happening when you have bad feed control is you just sort of appear like clutter to the viewers around you. Um, yeah. We should do an episode. We should that. absolutely, absolutely do that because I have, I have a couple of perspectives on it and I think that'd be cool. Sure. Sweet. But, th- but that goes into it with the, with the community feature. I could definitely see that being more cluttered. Exactly. <laughs> than anything. For sure. Well, I, I believe that's all the YouTube news that I have. Okay. Uh, let me talk about, uh, the restream thing real quick okay. what's going on um, restream because i haven't i haven't been able to stream in the last two months a lot of stuff actually they've yeah. like redesigned the interface they've uh continued to add stuff black friday recently they had like a deal off like the subscription to where you could get like 75 percent off or some shenanigans but most importantly and the thing that i actually care about and want to talk about in the uh social alerts tab uh, basically, when you live stream, Restream will send out a, a tweet or a post to whatever social media platform, letting people know that, hey, you're streaming. And for a while, that was cool, and I appreciated that, and that's great. However, they've added Discord support for that now. Oh, that's nice. So when when you go live, Restream will just like post in your Discord, 
And you can pick which room it's in, too. So I want to just spam all of them. You pick which room, and it gives it a little message like, hey, this person's live. And so that, for me, gets rid of another step that I always have to do when I'm starting streams of, like, going to Discord, getting the link, posting it down, making sure everybody sees it, all this sort of stuff. Because I have a big Discord audience, and I want people to go to the streams like that. And seeing Restream finally, like, adopt that um, is, is really cool. And if you are live streaming... Yeah, it could be be a big deal, honestly. That's that's dope. Um, one of the things that's that I found interesting is I stopped using I stopped streaming on multiple platforms at once um, about probably five six months ago, but I'm still using Restream mm-hmm. to stream. Yeah, because it's extremely too. convenient. Um, you can have all of your keys to all your different platforms and channels in one place. Um, the social media stuff. You know, all that kind of stuff in one place just helps a lot as a streamer. Restream chat is the only chat I mm-hmm. look at, right? Same. It's easy to record. It's, it's very convenient. Uh, ever since becoming a Twitch affiliate, I can't stream on both. And because I got rid of Mixer, I don't do YouTube and Mixer <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I still use Restream like every every freaking time. It's just it's just made things a lot more um, convenient on that front and saves me the trouble of having to get like a discord bot to do it or get patient to do it when she's not around now can just be like oh hey there there it is yeah done whatever cool great (laughs) that sort of stuff but a restream has been improving a lot as of recently figured the need to shout that out i think we've talked about it the platform before yeah still cool nonetheless yeah i love it i love the platform a lot so they're doing some good so shit. Nice. And then the last uh, news thing I wanted to mention, um, Twitch in particular had Twitch, is it TwitchCon? Is that what it's called? TwitchCon. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's what it is. Anyway, they announced a bunch of uh, cool things. That I don't remember all of it, but the one thing that I do remember that's really cool is a good old-fashioned squad streams. You can now, uh, right. coming in January, January, I believe, you can do streams with multiple people. And in the past, we had talked about this sort of stuff for like, man, it'd be really cool if Twitch could do that. Uh, Mixer can and a bunch of other like smaller, lower level streaming platforms can, but Twitch just hasn't for a while. And now they're like, hey, we're implementing it now. That's cool. Um, so I'm excited for that, especially for like speedrun races or uh, group streams or verses or like... I could see so many applications for me, you, and Jay specifically. And uh, if we start streaming online, Zarn Gaming could be a big deal there too. Definitely. Um, even. Especially with, with how interconnected all of our audiences are in the first place. The idea of streaming with squads and having it all on one little screen thing is, is cool. I agree. Uh, that'd be great for podcasts too. Like, that, I mean, that, that's going to be awesome. That's going to change mm-hmm. up the game a little bit. I'm glad that Twitch has not been complacent. I'm glad that they're continuing to do new things. Right. I, I agree. Uh, some of the other thing too, they had better moderation tools. You can now, like, give stuff anonymously, I'm pretty sure. Bunch of, like, little, little things here and there, but those were the, the main ones was the uh, squad streaming, I believe. Might have retweeted some of that on Twitter. I don't remember. But uh, I, I thought that was cool. Again, like you said, glad to see Twitch is sort of 
still trying to innovate despite the fact that like YouTube really has been its only major competition as far as streaming is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think they know that somewhere like there, there's the possibility that YouTube live streaming could get bigger in the future. Um, and mm-hmm. so they're trying to make sure that they can, that they keep that market, which I find Facebook too. Yeah, there is Facebook gaming and I gotta be honest with you. I haven't kept up with it lately. Um, <laughs> there's, there's still part of me that's like, maybe that could be worth my time, but I don't have the time right now to deal with that. So I'm just going to leave it alone until I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if I'd do anything with it in the future. Forever. But currently, I don't <laughs> think it's worth, worth my time. Fair enough. Cool. But if you're a streamer, I mean, oh, we said it before. Th- if you're a streamer, I think you should give all these things a good look and opportunity. You're sure. just a streamer. But with all that being, with all that being said, that's all the the news stuff I have. Um, unless you had anything else, we could hop right into the week on. I YouTube. think we should go straight into our week on YouTube trademark. Ye, the favorite segment of every episode. It just so happens to be that this is this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we covered we covered we got some stuff. That's valuable kind of stuff topic. in there, so I'm okay with it. Right, and and hey, if you don't like your week on YouTube, we at least gave you like 40 minutes of non us content for for an episode. So that's pretty exactly. good. But with that being said, let's talk about us for the rest of oh, the episode. Boy. Oh <laughs> yeah. boy, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? How do we want to do this? Because I know we both got a lot, probably. We got a lot. We of haven't talked. Uh, I should let the audience off. know. Aiden and I have not been in a call for two months. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah. this is this is Aiden and Zach's gossip corner, basically. <laughs> Let's talk shit on other YouTubers. Oh, Just actually, we should make that a <laughs> we should make that a regular thing. That Jay the Zoomster kid. Let me tell you about him. Mm-mm-mm. Actually, I've been proud of him. Tried to I've get him. He's been getting out some content and shit. I've been posting things yeah, too, fam. Yeah, All right, let's be real. Let's talk ourselves. about. Let's talk about stuff. Aiden Matthews of Blue Couch Production and his channel because it's been it's been a while since we talked about it. It's been a little bit. It, it's weird that my major spurts of productivity seem to be between the breaks of another YouTube podcast and not on the podcast itself. <laughs> Just very uh, very weird. But uh, hey, it happens. <laughs> So, basically, what's been going on with me recently, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I did end up finishing a lot of the monthly Battle League series. It's done now. Season 2 is finished. The awards video's out. All the battles are out. Draft video's out. Whole thing is, like, done for Season 2, which is great. Because it took a lot of time out of out of other things, basically. And um, I couldn't exactly record, like, commentary on all of it, but I got really creative with scheduling and trying to find the right times where I could record some of this stuff. So I was able to sneak my voice in these videos, just not the whole way through. <laughs> so, yeah, but but those got done. I'm glad that got done. Um, speaking of another project that finally got finished, me and Kyle have been talking about doing a bonus episode for Shovel Knight <laughs> since Feb- February, March. Yeah, I, I don't know. An enormously long time. And so we recorded it after talking about the 
last Smash Bros. Direct on Kyle's For Fun and Profit Direct thing. We recorded it. It was really funny. It was really good. Technical difficulties. We had to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So, like every Shovel Knight episode, it never fails. Uh, But we got that out. It was basically showing off the Battletoads DLC. A lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, so basically, in the PC version of Shovel Knight, and I think other versions as well, you get like a Battletoads scroll, and then you fight each of the three toads in like three unique scenarios. That's dope. So the first, the first toad you fight, um, I don't know Battletoads levels, so you'll have to help me, but uh, the level where you like go down what looks like a, a, a hallway, and like you're on a rope, and you're like, yeah. you turn into an second, ample, I think yeah, level, level two. two yeah. So you fight the first toad there, and then you fight the second toad in the actual turbo tunnel. <laughs> Lovingly recreated. Um, it's it's hard as, hard as shit, but not nearly as hard as the original. That fight's really fun. And then you fight the last toad in kind of a typical Shovel Knight boss battle fashion where you're in a room, and the other toads show up to do like some cool finishing moves, and they have really cool poses and stuff, and... When you beat them, you get this, like, green armor that, like, makes your weapons, like, big and exaggerated, like the Battletoad's fist and nice. stuff. And they got remixed music. Like, Yacht Club really went above and beyond on it. And it was so fun doing that video with Kyle and finally finishing Let's Play Shovel Knight. <laughs> All ten episodes are wrapped up. They're done. We're good on that. If I do any other Let's Plays with Kyle, it'll be on Lions Honor Gaming. So, finish that. Glad to hear about that. Uh... Mario Odyssey Versus, on the other hand. Who's <laughs> the rest of that? How's that going? You want to, you want to talk about our friend Jay the Zoomster? Well, he, got it, he got everything to you now, right? Not quite. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> to give you an idea, we had... I got most of the Mario Odyssey Versus done. Um, because we did it in one night. Zach and Jay sent most of the files. However, Jay mysteriously did not send the files for the last two episodes. And that was fine up until I had to edit and upload the last two episodes. So me and Jay have been going on this like DM tirade back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Where's the episode? My internet's bad. Where's the episode? I gotta go over here. Uh, Dude, I promise I'll give it to you. And I'm like, where's that good good, Jay? Back and forth. Eventually, he gives me the episode, uh, the one right before the finale. He gives me all that stuff. I edit it in like 10 minutes and upload it like that day. Episode 6, um, where I go through Bowser Kingdom and get right to the end of the Moon Kingdom. All that's left now is the finale. Still haven't got the, the finale parts uh, yet, so that'll be fun. Okay. Um, but we're one episode away from finishing it. It is close. It will likely be finished before the year is out, which is good, because <laughs> it will not be going into next year at all. And once that series is done, that'll be all my uh, co-op Let's Plays done on Blue Couch Productions. Uh, after that, the only major series that is yet to be finished. And the next thing I'm going to talk about, the Ultra Sun Live Let's Play. I've talked about oh, this yeah. a thousand times on my own channel. I finally sat down just one Tuesday I got the three remaining live streams, roughly about 24 hours of footage, um, and just edited all the parts that day. So, they're all edited. Um, Not all of them are uploaded yet, because each episode is an hour, so (laughs) I gotta... It takes a bit of time to render and upload each episode, but as of now, 
Um, I have parts 9 through 17 uploaded. They're private right now. I haven't released them yet. And uh, there's about... There's 23 episodes total. So I have about like five more that I gotta upload. And then through the course of like the first week or two of December, they'll all go public. And I'll be done with that that series as well. That'll be so, done. A lot... A lot of a lot of my uh, November and December is just related to me catching up on series that I've been talking about finishing, and now I'm not going to actually finish them before the new year starts. So, um, I mentioned it in a tweet as well that like it feels good as a YouTuber to uh, finish all the projects you started. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you start a project, you're all like, "Yeah, this is so fun, and I can't wait to do like 30 episodes of it." And then you get to episode like ten, and you want life to end. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I still gotta do, I gotta do twenty more episodes of this trash. Um, it's accurate. But when the lights at the end of the tunnel, and you can almost see the end, it, it's 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 really cool. So that's been a lot of fun. That'll be for me. That'll be an end of an era for you. Yeah, yeah. No more let's plays on Blue Catch Productions. After that's done, uh, monthly battle league is done. Um, if we do season three, I think it'll be on its own channel from there on out. Midnight Vlogs is done. Questions on the Couch has been done for a while. Um, going into 2019, like, all of my old material was exhausted. Right? I don't have any older backup videos. I don't have any, like, old uh, Mr. Mario 952 videos. <laughs> like, once this year's over, nothing left. New creative footholds. New year, new me. Let's let's freaking go. I hate no, that phrase. I still hate that phrase. I don't phrase. know about you, but I'm I'm hype. Like I'm excited to see what's gonna come on your channel. Like I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait, fam. <laughs> uh and my birthday, I bought a lot of switch stuff. Christmas is coming up. I'm gonna get the last few bits of my camera set up, like ready and done. And then it's just like, you know, like we like we talked about, trying to find a, a weekly, consistent, high quality series and getting it uploaded and done. Yeah. Right. And so that that'll be the challenge from then on out is to just work on that sort of stuff. But I didn't want to get into it without finishing all these older series that I promised I would. Of course. So that that was that was a big deal. And then the last major video, the last thing I wanted to talk about here, uh, was my uh, Great Pumpkin video. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, this video is like. So illustrative of what we talked about on the podcast before, we had mentioned that like, when you get an idea and when you get that creative passion, especially if you haven't had it in a long time, you should act on it immediately and try to get that video out that <laughs> okay. day. Did you get that done in and one day? that happened. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened to me. Um, it was Tuesday. I had one class from like uh, 10 to about like, 12.15 roughly, or 11 to 12.15. Um, and for the rest of the day, I was like, yo, I'm gonna make a review of The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and post it on Halloween tomorrow, and make it like a whole like topical thing. And then I'm like, okay, what do I need? What do I need to do? So I wrote like a little outline of things I was gonna say, a little, a little script, I did that. And then took my camera that I had with me and went to go shoot some backing footage. I went to like a Walmart parking lot. I went to my school. I went to multiple places and just, like, filmed trees, filmed leaves, anything, like, fall I could get my hands on. I went ahead and did that. I got my uh, VHS copy of Great Pumpkin, like, off my hard drive, went ahead and put that into the timeline, made the little layouts, the overlays, all that sort of stuff, 
and then just like recorded the voiceover, edited it that night, and then uploaded it that Halloween day. And like for 19 minutes, and for how quick it was made, one of my better videos of like all time. I'm really, really proud of how that turned out. I even showed it to a few family members and stuff because there's no like, there's not a whole lot of profanity in there. So it's really family friendly. Yeah. Um, but that video was so much fun to make and really does illustrate what you talked about of like, if you have that passion, you have that drive, execute on it when you can because you never know if that's going to happen exactly. again. So act on it now. That was a great example of that. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I really liked it. I think, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to see what's going to like come out of your channel in the coming year because I'm, I'm looking forward to more stuff like that and newer, you know, newer things that aren't necessarily Let's Play related, right? Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. I, I, did, I did editing tricks. I moved things. I moved uh, at the start little, rather than just having an image pop up, I kind of had like little transitions in there. I tried to get my review part of it <laughs> relatively short because of past blue catch reviews. I spent like 20 minutes and on one topic and I really shouldn't have. So I tried to streamline it a little bit, make it feel all festive and fall like, like that whole video. But did you awesome. script it or did you just kind of have like talking points? So I made like an, I made an outline okay. basically and wrote down some stuff and then went from point to point. Basically. Yeah. I know we've talked about that before about like our differences there. So I was just curious how that would mm. turn out. Sure. And I couldn't have filmed it on camera just because of the whole college situation. But right. um, because I had an outline, it was easier to do like a little voiceover thing and just put it put it on there and call yeah. it. Yeah, and it turned out really good. I thought so. Everybody everybody seemed to enjoy it. Jay did. Patient liked the backing footage. He gave me some constructive criticism of stuff I could improve on. It was a lot of fun. Hype. But I think... That that's it for the channel. Um, <laughs> I did something a little stupid with TubeBuddy. Uh -huh. uh, so I noticed they had an offer for like, hey, your your channel with this many subs or whatever. Like if you if you answer this like survey, we can give you like the the pro membership for like a week or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And so I just put in a bunch of bleh, and then right as I was about to hit, hit send, they're like. You know we read these responses and we can take this away at any point, right? And I'm like, holy shit. Really? <laughs> They're on to me. Yeah, like they actually say that. I'm like, holy cow. So I filled out, filled out the responses correctly. Got the little pro membership for a week. And then because TubeBuddy has all this like really cool automation mm -hmm. stuff, I went ahead and updated all the in cards for every video. So they're all universal now on the oldest Blue Catch Productions yeah. video to the newest one. All like 400 videos, which would have took forever <laughs> <laughs> if I had done it normally. And then even cooler, all the descriptions are now updated, too. Um, all the links are accurate. Um, all the songs are accurate. Uh, and I even kept like the first sentence that's like unique to every video. Kept that the same. But I changed all the bottom stuff and made it like this nice, real formatted thing. All the descriptions are good. I updated a couple of thumbnails to make them in line. Uh... Man, all that TubeBuddy automation stuff like was really, oh, really, really cool. I love uh, that stuff. What made me yeah. upset is that back in like 2015, all that was free. All the automation stuff for TubeBuddy really? was free. Yeah. And then they got rid of it. And I was and like, you, you got to be kidding me. You can do it, but it's one video at a time is yeah. the problem. When you have 400 videos, it would just be quicker to copy and paste all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, 
so I just did the, the, the quote unquote free trial and have all of it there. I did, I did something too, where, you know how like in each description I have like songs featured for each particular yeah. video and all that. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get all these descriptions uniform. So I just decided to put like all the songs that are on the That's channel, smart. just in a, like a block and then put them on every video. So I have my bases covered no matter what. Um, a lot of descriptions are full now. They're almost at that 5,000 character limit, but uh, it, was, it was worth yeah. it. Yeah, we're not sponsored by TubeBuddy yet, but uh, TubeBuddy's pretty dope. I, I like I like their services yeah. that they offer. I agree. So it, 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 my, my whole two months has just been like working on back catalogs, updating tags for older videos, updating thumbnails, uh, dealing with restream and like some Discord bots so that when I do go live, whenever I can, <laughs> yeah. it'll be ready and a lot better at it. I went back and fixed some of my OBS stuff, worked on the website a little bit more. Like I, I'm just trying to get all my bases covered for 2019 it's been a lot of fun doing that just just to be productive again just to like upload ultra sun part nine <laughs> right like not a big video but just to say that you like did something and that you're actively working to finish projects is, is a great thing. oh yeah for sure i mean this is really that time of the year where people are preparing for the new year right so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not surprised that you're like getting all that stuff together so that the new year can be even more productive I even got a shirt with the logo on it. Proud Hell about yeah. that. We're going places. That's right. That's right. But what about what about you? I know you've been gotten a oh lot boy. of stuff. A lot, um, lot of stuff. Okay. So the last two months have been simultaneously busy as hell and non-productive at the same time for different reasons. Um, so Mm -hmm. real quick, um, beginning of October, I had some really big family issue stuff happen, um, that kind of just like stopped everything in its tracks for me. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics Mm -hmm. because I don't see any reason to, and I've already talked about it on social media, but, um, essentially big family stuff happened that is still going on. It's still not resolved. Um, it still might not be resolved for another couple months. I don't know yet, um, but that has had that has almost forced me to prioritize certain things over other things as far as, far as uh, creative, as far as the YouTube and Twitch and all that kind of stuff. So we haven't put yeah. on an episode of YouTube podcast because of it. Um, Lions Otter Gaming was on hiatus for a while because of it. I haven't streamed for the last two months because of it. Um, everything just kind of had to stop, um, and it was even like. The, the worst part about it was I was in the middle of getting the very first week of Your Everyday Nerd Out and mm-hmm. this all happened and it stopped me from being able to like get my perfect schedule in October like I wanted to and I'm only now like slowly trying to build that momentum back up on the channel. Right, because you had got your, your first week like mm-hmm. done when it was supposed to on the days and then... <laughs> And then for like the past month or so, you've been able to get just now another week done. Yeah. But it's weird because like the the Monday episode is technically on a Monday, but then the Tuesday episode is like next week's Tuesday. Yeah. So it, it was it was funny to see like 
yeah, it's an everyday show, but I want to be sure that it's in order as well. So if I miss, <laughs> if I miss Wednesday, gotta wait till next Wednesday. All right, I can't. it was, <laughs> and and this this almost made me like change the way that I present the show because um, I, I, we talked about the show earlier, um, and and actually we haven't been able to talk about the first week of this show at all. Um, and I want to get into that. But essentially, the way Your Everyday Nerd works is every single day, Monday through Saturday, I have a different topic or a different gimmick almost. Um, Mondays are called Monday Nostalgia. I talk about things from my childhood. Tuesdays are Trendy Tuesday. I talk about brand new things that have just came out. That kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's kind of the mix between a review show and a comedy show. And um, I, I think the format works really well. But every single day, it had to be like this specific topic that I came up with and I almost because of this live stuff I almost just like scratched that and tried to come up with something different that I could you know maybe it wasn't a Monday nostalgia maybe it was just a nostalgia episode and then that would be one it's every six days but I, I really like the I really like the way that it's formatted right now so I'm trying to keep it that way um and it's All right it's taken a couple of weeks to like get that momentum back if i mean it's still taking a little more time to get that momentum back because of the live stuff because it's not resolved and all that kind of stuff on the plus side though like even if it took a several a month to get that second week because you did it the way you did it if you go to like the video page on zack snyder productions like you're starting to see that like the first like two rows so and a half is all good. like <laughs> You're everyday nerd, and it looks really good. I love you know? the way that so. I, I didn't even know it was going to end up like that. But after the first week, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like if I don't upload anything else besides your everyday nerd for a couple of months, which is kind of the plan, like it's going to look aesthetically pleasing. Right, and so like that's why I'm glad you kind of stuck with the whole like date nickname thing because like thematically, when you're on the channel, it looks really good and in order. Yeah. <laughs> um. It has made me wonder, uh, I'll get into that in a bit, but anyways, so I haven't streamed, I haven't done this podcast, took a while before we got back into doing Lions on our gaming stuff, which we have, um, added a new couple of people to the, to the docket, which is really cool. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm probably not going to be able to get back into streaming until the new year. I don't know. I might try to get a couple of streams out because there are some games that I want to play for the Your Everyday Nerd show, but I don't want to just sit there and play them. So, we'll see. Um, hopefully, I can get everything back in order in the new year, but the um, the live stuff also came at a time during the week of uh, Vid Summit, which isn't really a big deal to either of us because we can't go to Vid Summit yet. We ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> or, or time, time. <laughs> or the audience to like, you know, it, it, it would be a while before we can, you know, actually go do that. But what I, I know a lot of people that have gone to vid summit and that did go to vid summit because of clients and past clients and all that kind of stuff that I've worked with for my like video editing. And so this was happening in the midst of a bunch of family stuff. But I was getting messages from people saying, hey, I'm not able to edit this video because I'm in a hotel room and I need to get it out sometime today. Can you edit this for me? And so I got two new clients, actually three new clients within 
like the span of a couple of weeks because of this. Um, mm. And so like all of my time was like spent going doing family stuff, dealing with this issue and freelance work. So I, I literally had no time to put any of my own videos out. Um, do you still uh, do freelance stuff predominantly or did you have to pick up some other form of income or is it still, it's still freelance? freelance. It's still all freelance. Um, I was going okay. to get a part-time job because of all the family stuff. But when mm-hmm. I had applied to a couple of jobs and some of the, some of the stipulations and stuff that's going on right now, I would have the amount of hours that I'd have to put into those works. They were looking for full-time employees and I would physically not be able to do that because of this other stuff that's going on. Um, and also like I would be making less money than I am making now as a freelancer. Uh, so it right. literally would not be worth it. It would not be possible for me to do both and deal with the family stuff and do YouTube. Right. Um, right. So for like a month and a half, I, I literally just had to put YouTube on the back burner, um, which sucked. I, I'm not going to lie. It was, <laughs> it was not fun. The worst timing. Um, <laughs> I, I have been dealing with a shit ton of depression. It's, it's not been a, not been a fun time. Um, and what's even, what's even weird, weirder about it is that one of my clients, uh, is his name is Chris from the channel, the rewired soul. He has like a, a mental health channel and he puts on some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. He just hit 35,000 subscribers recently, which is crazy. I saw um, that. Yeah. But, uh, cool. he was like shouting out some of my stuff in his videos and he was like, cause I was his editor or, and I'm still doing some editing for him. But, uh, he, he would like put my channel in his description. He'd send people over to my channel and that's, so like I was getting this boost of subscribers based off of content that I didn't do on my own channel. They ended up watching some of my stuff, which is dope and they're sticking around, but it was right at a time where I couldn't use that momentum at all. (laughs) And I, I think that's one of the things it's like, you know, when we, when we say that subscriber, you know, when numbers don't matter, like that was one of those things that really put into perspective, um, for me, I've known for a while that numbers didn't really, you know, matter as much and that it's really just a vanity metric, but to have good stuff happening on the channel and me not able to put out content was the worst thing in the world. I love to the, uh, the whole 500 subscriber deal. Let, let's well, put a little bit of perspective on that. Uh, for most channels, when you hit 500 subs, it's like this big moment. Like, yes, I made it. I'm going to celebrate it. It's going to be this big deal. Like, hype. Everybody gather around. 500 I'm a big YouTuber now. Like, let's get it. Right? Everybody makes a big deal out of 500 and then 1,000 and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Right? And so, Zach... Throughout his entire YouTube career, never hit like 500 before on some YouTube games or older channels. All this work into Zack Snyder Productions, all this work into your everyday nerd, all these shoutouts, all this momentum carried, yada yada. And then Zack posts his tweet of like, yeah, my life's <laughs> shit right now, but hey, 500 subs. And I'm like, wow. It's the most anticlimactic 500 sub celebration. You were just like. Yeah, so everything is awful. I don't know if I can live tomorrow, but 
500 subs, eh? <laughs> it was just so funny. But, right. but true, right? Like, in the end, did you really need to make a big celebration out of 500 subs? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But it felt weird because I was so used to seeing people do that. And it really kind of gave me perspective. Like, here's a guy who's going through the worst right now. And he hits 500 subs and it's just kind of like not even a big deal. And to many people, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But it was funny watching you react <laughs> to it and watching it go yeah. down like um, that. <laughs> that particular day, shit got worse for like this family stuff. And I'll, I can tell you off camera. I just don't feel confident, you know, comfortable saying it on camera. But shit got worse. I was, like, driving to this place to go take care of some stuff. And I then get an email from TubeBuddy. And they're just like, you just hit 500 <laughs> subscribers. Congratulations. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like. It was the most anticlimactic and it was, And ever. I saw the numbers climbing over the last couple months. And I saw it, like, happening. Um, I, I made a bigger deal out of 420 because it's an LOL meme. Um, but I like I physically could not be happy over a number because right. not only was like life stuff being a bitch, but like I wasn't making content. I wasn't putting out the videos like I wanted to. And that was the worst thing. That was that was the worst thing out of everything. Um, because I felt like I did, I felt like I don't deserve it. And, you know, some people will probably say, well, you do deserve it. You know, you put in all this work and all that kind of stuff. And that's cool. And and I do realize that I realize that I have put in other work to make that happen. Um, in the span of the month and a half that I wasn't putting content on my own channel, I edited over a hundred videos for other people, which is insane. Um, so it's like, I haven't been sitting on my ass and doing nothing, but my creative side and my drive to make this happen felt like I was, um, thankfully a lot of the replies to that 500 sub thread were, were very, very, very positive. They were absolutely Um, from a, from a ton of people just like showing support and really like respecting what you did and everything kind of put like a, a happier note. Definitely. On and I, I want to make, make it known that like, I, I am extremely grateful for that number. And I more, more specifically, I'm extremely grateful for like the people who supported me like over the right. years, because I still have people that were subscribed to my music channel back in 2011 and 12. Uh, that's no longer available on the internet for very good reasons. Uh, still watching my content, <laughs> still being in the Discord, still following me on Twitter, um, and it's it's awesome. Like it, it really is awesome, and that's that's the kind of like that's the kind of stuff that I live for. As far as the uh, the metric side of thing, I should say. Right, exactly. It's like the creative stuff, the and then the people involved are really what makes this worth it. But, um, so I, November started and I was like a month of not doing your everyday nerd. And I was like, this sucks. And part of that is because I've been so busy. Part of that's because of life stuff. Part of that was just because the time that I did have to myself, um, what very little time it was, I was just kind of sitting there and watching the flash and that was it. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> Um, 
but I, I, I wanted to try to like get back into things and it was like, here's an episode. I think I had, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I think I had a Monday episode come out on Monday and then two days later I had the Tuesday episode come out <laughs> and then the Wednesday mm. episode came out on like a Saturday or something. And then it was another week of doing nothing. Um, so I eventually got the Thursday, Friday back out or the Thursday episode out for like a week and <laughs> then nothing. And Nothing. Now I think I'm on track. <laughs> now after all of that, I think we're on so. Track. So yeah, let's just let's let's talk about some of these episodes because we've barely we've mentioned the concept of your everyday nerd and we've mentioned that you were doing it here and there. But like, let's like talk execution. Like, what what are you what are you feeling about it? What are your favorite episodes? Least favorite? What's worked? What hasn't worked? Like, give me the give me the. Deep um, dive well, here. I, I really I really love the show because it's. So throughout 2018, I had all these different video ideas that didn't quite get put into execution. And part of that was because mm-hmm. of time and life and all that kind of stuff. But part of it was because um, I was doing everything else on the channel and I was putting other things into like bigger priority and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that my one big show, Nintendo the History, I'd get more into that. And here we are. Six months <laughs> later. Only one episode. You better reboot it again, just Oof. to be sure. I, and and I'll be honest one. with you, <laughs> I, I am trying to figure out the future of that, um, but I'll talk about that in a bit. Sure. Because yeah, yeah, what this show has allowed me to do is literally make any video idea that I've had and put it into a format that's like digestible from an audience standpoint. So every single one of these videos that I've made in the last couple of weeks or last month and a half, I guess, have been like video ideas or some of them have been video ideas just kind of sitting in there that I haven't done anything with. But because I was able to kind of skew it into this format, I was able to get it out there. And I think it like, in my opinion, it's better now as a finished product than it is if it was just sitting in my idea box, not doing anything with it. (laughs) <laughs> right right you finally turned it into something i knew the uh i'm pretty sure the big bang one had been you had talked about mm-hmm. before uh and then like the Mega Man games you had live streamed a while back and scooby-doo and deadpool are like straight up like what if recap was like yeah holy shit right um sure. so the the basically the conception of the show now is rather than making it a review show specifically like having a score at the end and doing all that kind of very review-esque YouTuber, you know, YouTube review things. Um, my idea was to present some kind of question, present some kind of statement, um, some kind of idea for every episode. It doesn't have to be super like, like this is my niche, right? Nerd culture. It's a very broad niche, but by, like I said before, by putting it into a format, it helps kind of nicheify nerd culture, if you if, you know, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, right. But like the first episode was about nostalgia and it was about the Scooby-Doo live action movies. And so I just kind of framed it around specifically the packaging. Every episode might be just a little bit differently, but it's like I wanted to make sure that the packaging made sense. Um, so. Right. And you've kind of refined it as you went mm-hmm. along. Uh, one of the favorite examples is like the camera angle in the Scooby Doo one. Like the camera angle in all these episodes have kind of evolved more and yeah, more as you yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> Do you know why? Even though it's you the same bookshelf, 
but it's all because the- I have this yeah, stupid tripod and I and it doesn't stay in the same place <laughs> at all because it's right behind like right behind my chair right now, and so I have to like move mm-hmm. it, and so every single time I move it and record a batch of episodes, the camera angle is going to be slightly different. You need to, like find a spot or I something. Do. I don't know, but like you've you've gotten a lot better about it about like getting it to where it looks similar enough each episode where I don't yeah. know this. But early on, it was like, whoa, what it's am I looking uh, at? too close or something. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. It yeah, didn't I don't know. Like your head was cut off or whatever. Yeah. It was weird. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it also, for it being, you know, semi-daily, um, except for Sundays, and I actually want to add a Sunday slot next year um, to make it fully daily. But what's been so nice about it is even if a video flops, like it literally doesn't matter because the next day a different video is going to be put out. Right. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. And we have seen that too, at least in, in the view count of some of these where like very rarely are they the exact yeah. <laughs> same. Some will end up getting 80, some 50, 20, 90, or in case of the big bang one, 514. That was, that was from a shout out from Chris. That's how that one happened. So yeah. it, it, it's it's evolving, and I think the more episodes I put out, the more consistent the view count will be, um, because that's mm-hmm. just how this kind of content works. You kind of get an audience that comes every single day, and if you have a hundred people coming every single day for the videos, um, that's going to be a lot different than a video doing really well in the search engine and then another video being shared on social media. Like it's going to have a more consistent viewer, viewer base. Fair enough. Do you have a favorite and least favorite as of now? Or um, of, like if you had I to really like doing the Titans one. Cause it was literally me just sitting on the show for like 10 <laughs> minutes. Um, that one was fun. Uh, was and then the Phil's Bad Friday episodes, I'm telling you, they're actually really fun to make because you just get to shit on something for 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, I like the um, garbage too. And then probably my least favorite. I don't think I have a least favorite yet. Yeah. That's fair. I think it works. Uh, I was going to add to my catalog of favorites. The Phil's Bad Friday ones for sure. Uh, the best anime of 2018 one was when I like... Like, it clicked for me, like, the concept of the show and how oh, it could, cool. like, work with, like, it being all tightly executed. Even though I had never heard of the show before, uh, I thought the, the best anime of 2018 Cells at Work episode was, was really, really good. Awesome. I like that one a lot. And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Chalk Zone episode I liked, even though I d- didn't see the show at all. I'm, I'm just a fan of That's animated cool. stuff like that, so I was more interested. That's in that actually... One. That actually makes me even more happy that two of the episodes you really liked were things that you had never seen. Um, actually, it looks like all the episodes that you liked. You, I'm sure you haven't played these Garfield games, and I'm sure you haven't watched Titans. <laughs> no. no, I'm not even. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's actually reassuring to me that the yeah. show idea is going to work because the, the 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 whole entire concept is you may or may not have played or watched or read this thing that I'm presenting to you, but hopefully you'll come back tomorrow because of the jokes and the presentation and all that kind of stuff. My, my least favorite probably would either go to the Scooby-Doo one or the Deadpool one in particular. And not because of like the topic or anything, but like you kind of, 
talked around in circles for mm-hmm. most of it to where I feel like there really wasn't a point to any of that. <laughs> you just kind of talked about it in circles for a while. And presentation wise, they, they all look good. Um, but if I had to pick least favorites, those two. Actually, and they're also that. some of the longer ones, so that's yeah. that's tough. I, I'm still <laughs> kind well. of figuring out the, the scripts um, because presenting a different thing every day, again, it's not that niche. It doesn't make as much sense. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to kind of formulate the scripts a little bit better without it becoming stale. And it might be that I don't need to do that. It might be that having every single day, like, like I had a, basically a video essay about the flash season two on Saturday. And then Monday's episode was me reviewing a bunch of smaller games back to back. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I can do that every episode. And that's what I like about this show. But I still think certain things need to be more formulaic for the show to really, really work. I think just con- concise, yeah. really. Um, the the big problem with those two is that it repeats a lot of stuff, and like the main point kind of got lost somewhere in there of all the other stuff. And like, if you could, I, I like a lot of the shorter ones too. I guess I'll say that much too. A lot of the shorter ones, I'm like, yeah, let's go. I got it. That makes let's sense. Rock. Those, those, those are Yeah, good. I'm those trying ones. to f- not put as much focus on the thing that I'm talking about because, again, I want people to come for my personality. I want people to come for the jokes. And if I focus too much on why season two could be uh, of The Flash could be the peak of it, like more people might not go back for the next episode. So that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Otherwise, pretty good. Like the visual style is great. I'm loving all the thumbnails and the yes. dumb faces <laughs> in some of these. Uh, <laughs> the tides one in I particular being my favorite, as far it's as so that's good. concerned. For those that don't know, um, maybe you're new to this show. By the way, maybe you're new to the podcast. Uh, Go check Zack out Snyder Productions. Your everyday nerd. The Titans thumbnail is the Titans logo. There's like a background of Titans of the characters with like a red filter over it. And then uh, trash, just a trash bag. <laughs> it's just a fucking yep. trash in your face. Bag. It's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, but no, they're really cool, and I can definitely see you improving and, and building off of it each episode to try to like improve it and kind of figure out what you're doing more and more yeah. to go along with it. I, I'm excited. I still have more ideas. Like I want to start incorporating like mini skits at the beginning instead of just like a one liner. Cause that's kind of what I'm going with now. Um, but I want to be able to do that at scale rather than like just jump straight into it and it be inconsistent. So there's like, there's room for this show to grow, which I really like as well. Um, yeah. Now yeah. the problem that I'm having, that's not really a problem yet is I want to just kind of run with this show for a few months, really get that consistent catalog up, really like get that audience growth from that. But that means I wouldn't be able to do like any of the other things that I do on the channel, which albeit isn't right. much anymore because we've kind of moved those to other channels. Um, right. But like instead of the history, for instance, You're not really- do I need to put that on its own channel? Possibly. I don't know yet. I think that would be, you know, once I have the resources and the time to do that more consistently. 
Like, where do you fit in at right. SAC? Where do you try to stick in the originals? I mean, recap and after credits probably yeah, no those are for that. But those like, are dead. You know, some of some of this stuff would definitely try to find its way and squeeze right. in. Right, and a lot of the originals videos that I had planned are just everyday your everyday nerd episodes now. Like, it just works for that. Right, but then like. There. Pokemon waifus isn't going to work for your everyday nerd. That needs to be its own special project that gets more attention and more love. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, that that video is currently unlisted because mm-hmm. um, I cried. Yeah, because one of my sisters had mentioned that she was watching some of my videos, and I got scared. Oh, no. <laughs> she didn't mention which videos. But I just got scared that <laughs> there's a possibility the she could be watching. And then my mom and my dad had said they watched my Big Bang Theory episode. So I was like, oh boy, this is it. This is, <laughs> I need, I need to put that on unlisted until I have like another 50 videos in the catalog and then I can bring it back. <laughs> sure. Bring it back where it's a nice uh, buffer. Oh, I'm still so bad. The other stuff. It's, it's, it's a gem. Yeah. It's still a gem. I hope we get more like that. Even with a, your everyday nerd definitely. going in the background. I definitely want to do more of that. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. Uh, continuing out 2018 with just these episodes six days a week. Um, trying to get back into a consistent schedule with that. Like, I honestly would be okay with going through all, all of 2019 and just focusing on this show. Because I feel like while there's still so much I want to do out there, if I focus and do less, I think I'd be able to grow the channel better that way. And thankfully you can fit a lot of that into the your everyday nerd banner. <laughs> exactly. So it, it should be fine. Uh speaking of banner, shout out to the Zack Snyder Productions banner with the new videos every week. <laughs> okay. Let's let's uh look look Jay mentioned that to me the other day. And I was You've like, never changed this thing is sat here forever. Yeah. yeah. Well it's not a lie. It's still new videos every week. <laughs> Like you're still getting new videos every week. So what's, what's the lie? Just get rid of the lie. Just make it Zack Snyder Productions and call it a day. You don't even, you don't even need it. Jay, Jay offered or mentioned I should just put like home of your everyday nerd instead. And I was like, yeah, that would work. But I I, I need to, I need to do that. I need to upgrade the artwork. And I think that's going to be like a getting prepared for 2019 thing. Sure. There's a lot of still like CBG games stuff in here. Yeah. And even recap stuff. It yeah, a that's lot. true. I'm, I'm just going to get rid of the, the recap playlists, I think. Um, I think I'm just going to like keep that stuff uplo- uploaded until I decide for whatever reason I want to talk about the DCEU on Your Everyday Nerd. Then I can just like private those original recap videos. Um, but we're going to wait till wait to do that later on down the road cross that bridge when we get to it exactly and then and then aside from that you're still editing and then as far as like side content what all do you have is just the podcast and lines on our gaming yeah that's what i'm focusing on mainly right now um i do want like i said i do want to get back into streaming um especially since one of the ways that i make the everyday nerd videos is that i have to consume media i have to play video games i have to watch tv and movies um that kind of stuff and I like to stream the games that I play. I like having that interactive element um, to that. So 
I have Fallout 76, <laughs> which was a big mistake, apparently. I pre-ordered this. is why you shouldn't pre-order. This is why you shouldn't pre-order. Months ago, just so I could play on the beta, and then, I, and then I'm only able to play the beta for an hour. I'm like, that's cool. Spent 15 minutes of that of that beta time uh, playing uh, the in-game version of Root Beer Tapper that they have in the game. Hot. <laughs> so that was dope. Um, and, and I haven't played it since. Nice. Again, live stuff has not allowed me to really sit down and play video games. Sorry, I ate food before this. but um, Did you get around to playing Let's Go at all? No, I haven't even been able to oh, buy wow. it. I, I bought it for the, uh, the giveaway. This dude named Mike won it. But um, I was not able to, I I just didn't have the money. Like I just was not able to fork out another $60 for a Pokemon game. That's a remake. (laughs) You want, you want like a brief, brief thought boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Cause I've played a a bit of it and Denku has as well. A couple of people in the discord actually have. Um, it's very much still like a, a casual Pokemon game. Like that's a thing. I'm still not a big fan of the catching stuff. In fact, I kind of suck at it. I'm pretty bad at like throwing it at the right angle. Yeah. Um, takes that while. being said, though, it's very uh, it's almost kind of like a relaxing, like little little romp back through cancer. Yeah. Like a little nice, fun, little relaxing romp that's that's not taking itself terribly seriously, and to its credit, is actually adding a bit more story significance. Uh, to moments from 20 year old games to kind of like flesh them out a little bit like the Cubone mom deal your rival certain moments like now have cutscenes attached to them riding around on Pokemon's fun battles are fun like it, it's a solid game it, is it my favorite Pokemon game is it even like top five not necessarily but the parts of it that work work very well and the stuff that I thought would annoy me really badly um, hasn't thankfully so from what I've played of it so far not a, not a bad Pokemon game at all. It's a lot of fun. See, that's what I thought. I, I had a feeling that was gonna be that was gonna yeah. be how it is. Um, I still want to play it at the beginning of the year. I still want to do a Your Everyday Nerd episode on it. Um, I just have to get that money. Sure, I gotta get that bread so I can uh, afford it. You know. That being said, Smash Ultimate comes out in like a week, so I'm, I'm gonna forget about Let's Go for a little bit. <laughs> it's really? a little off the radar. Does. As far as that's, that's like concerned. the only game that's the only piece of media that I'm buying for the rest <laughs> of of 2018. I've I mean, I've budgeted myself to like not eat food for an extra week just so that I can. I'm so excited for that game. Yes. Cannot wait. Yes, it's gonna be good. Um, yeah. I don't think I have. A whole lot left. I mean, like I said, just kind of trying to figure out life. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that a mood? <laughs> that's just kind of that's just kind of where I am right now. I'm excited <laughs> to get videos back out. I'm I'm trying to keep them consistent. Um, and that's that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. If I forget about something, we can talk about it next time. Yeah. Is it comment time? I think it's time for your comments on YouTube, (laughs) Trace. Wow. What an original segment. (laughs) You just came up with right there. You got the branding and everything. There. Hot. 
We have a nice big comment from Patient. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me hop aboard this episode, boy. YouTube SEO, our last episode. <laughs> Finally felt good to get rid of that one. <laughs> really did. Yeah. All right, so we have this comment by Patience. He says, Skedio. I'm really late with this comment, so sorry about that. We're even later reading it, so <laughs> don't feel bad. Hello. Um, she says, the way this is being described makes it sound like it's just basic common sense to me. That's probably more than that. Ironically, I don't have a lot to say about SEO. Rip. Yeah, it's not very uh, exciting Hello. to talk about. I agree. It was very the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee comment is coming next podcast. I've decided it. Uh, it's not going to be remotely related to the podcast unless it's super interesting to me, so enjoy that. Uh, Mayo Chuck question of the day. Mayo and mustard makes mayo tart, which sounds <laughs> retarded like your taste in sauces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot about this. And then next episode I'm question sad. of the day. She uh, left us a couple of, of topics that we could potentially do. And uh, hey, this is episode 31, so you might see some of these from episode 32 to 40. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Here's some topic ideas from her. Analytics, do's and don'ts of advertising your videos, finding inspiration slash ideas and other creators, stopping your channel from stagnating, update on YouTube alternatives, possible extra sub. Yeah, we really kind of do need to eventually do that. That's, that's uh, a good point. Do's and don'ts of thumbnails, sponsorship, and dealing with YouTube culture, toxic comments, exposed videos, etc. I can give you a brief answer on that one. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. I mean, it's all about exposing people these days. That gets the yeah. views. It really does. Did you watch Zach's video exposing me? Like, you saw how well that did? <laughs> I mean, it did did significantly better than I thought it would because your audience yeah. watched it. <laughs> That's why there's a beef going between me and Zach this very day. It, it, it really I don't, be that way. We don't talk about it on the podcast, but outside of this, there's actually a very serious beef. We try to keep it professional here, but you know. Right, right. Just because mommy and daddy fight sometimes. (laughs) Doesn't mean. mean It's your fault. It's not your fault. You know, all that sort of stuff. But thank you for the comment, patient. Appreciate it. A lot of good uh, suggestions here that we will most likely be stealing for other episodes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm interested to... uh to hear her thoughts on let's go Pikachu and Eevee because it's actually out now and Mm -hmm. they're not like, you know, they should be more informed opinions at this point. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I mean, the game has gotten pretty positive reception around. Yeah. It's definitely not been the the negative shitstorm everybody thought it was going to be for the most part. So I'd be interested to hear it. Let me tell you that's all the Pokemon comments. Ooh. Yeah. Pokemon Go's been getting hype lately. Ooh. Got that Gen 4, baby. Got that Bidoof. I got like 30 Bidoofs in my fucking <laughs> On purpose. I'm just like catching every single one I see and hoping to like have a catalog. I, I want to delete everything else that I got. The legendaries, the the good shit. I just want to have 3,000 Bidoofs. That's the goal. All the time. But anyways. That's pretty epic. Do you have any other comments on Twitter or email or anything like that? That was it. That was literally it. Um, Nobody asked, where's the podcast? We miss you. So that tells you where our audience is. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest roast of the episode right there, dog. Nah, um, so I got a microwavable burrito ready. Heck yeah. 
That's what it's, that's what it's lit right there. But anyways. I wish I had a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're good. Yeah. So this is a good episode. We talked about a lot. Talked about hot topics. Uh, we talked about us for a while. We did. And uh, more importantly, we're back to posting these episodes whenever we can. That's the, don't promise things until you I said whenever sure. we can. I mean, I know it pretty open. that's what I mean. That's that, that's that's called uh, that's that's a bonus tip. That's a bonus tip, everybody. Pretty open ended. If so, you want to uh, ask us questions or leave responses to the question of the day, you can leave a comment on YouTube, the other podcast platforms that we're on, Twitter, or you can just email Zach. However, you want to do it. I'll, can do that. All that all that shit in the description below. Speaking of which, what is your question of the day today? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> uh, such a great podcast, everybody. Question of the day. Question of the day. I don't know, man. What are you excited? What are you excited to see come from the podcast? What kind of what kind of topics do you want to hear? Um, and since it's getting close to the end of the year. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're going to do an end of the year wrap up video. Like, what are you excited for in 2019? Yeah, I kind of. We want to see. We want to get. Also, what you hype for. Um, by the way, you can support the podcast with your money if you would like. Wow. I know. So, um, Anchor.fm/slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can uh, you can support the channel once a month, very much like Patreon does. Um, and the more money that we get, the less client work I have to do, <laughs> and the happier I'll be. <laughs> Think about it this way: like all these people invest in the stock market, right? And then mm-hmm. they're not even sure if they're going to get their money back. We can guarantee you, if you put your money into this podcast, you won't get it back. <laughs> I can promise you. Back. I promise you that. <laughs> but you will get valuable content, right? On a, right. On a regular basis, so, you'll 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 get a nice comment directed towards you in the podcast. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about us going under. <laughs> exactly. It's peace of mind. You get peace of mind with your donation. That's better than than any stock. I'm excited for when I'm done with client work and then I can just do an entire episode about like why I hate working for other people. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the freelance episode if you really wanted to. <laughs> it could have been, but I don't want to risk like people watching. This. People watching. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Anyways, That's... anyways, I've been Zach, and I've been Aiden. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. They did surgery on a grave. They really did.